Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. This is the Second Amendment, and this is the Gun Guy. Boom, 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 boom. Bang, 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 bang. Boom, 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 boom. Bang, bang, bang. With Guy Ralford on 93 WIPC. Well, good afternoon and welcome to the Gun Guy Show here on 93 WIBC. We're thrilled that you're with us. We've got a lot of... uh, Broadcast choices going on here this afternoon. <laughs> a lot of basketball. IU played, I thought, a fabulous game against Kansas. They felt a little short at the end. We've got a Colts game going on right now. Uh, Purdue, I believe, is playing, uh, as we speak, number one team in the country. So there's a lot going on. But as I put on social media, I, I said, hey, and I've been known to do this a lot. There's nothing wrong with with having a, you know, a sports team you want to follow on the TV turning down the sound, turn down the volume, turn your radio on to what it is that you want to listen to on the radio or live stream on your phone or your computer at WIBC. But for those of you listening, I'm thrilled that you're here. We're going to take your calls throughout the show as we always do. 93, uh, that's 239-9393, 317-239-9393. Got a lot to go into. And I got to tell you, I, I just read a story, and this was on BearingArms.com. And I, I read this, and it really, it hit me really hard. And and in fact, it it registered with me to a large degree why, made me realize to a large degree why I'm so passionate about Second Amendment rights. Because I believe fundamentally in the ability to, Defend your family, defend your home, defend your life. And I've had a thing for pretty much my whole life. I mean, from my earliest memories, I've, I've had a real issue with bullies. Not me personally. I, I'm a big guy, an athlete through school. I've never been bullied. But I've always had a problem with bullies. And, I, and there were a lot of bullies that, you, know, you saw in grade school, on up through high school. And... My sisters had some issues with bullies, and, and it just really, it really impacted me in the sense that I've always prioritized since my early days. I've always prioritized the ability to defend yourself, and that translated directly into the the legal capacity, the legal ability, legal justification for defending yourself. And that's to a large degree why I do what I do as a Second Amendment attorney focused primarily on self-defense issues is because an innocent person, a law-abiding citizen, ought to have the ability to defend themselves and the capacity and the legal authority to defend themselves. And so the story that, that, that really it hit me <laughs> pretty damn hard, I just read on BearingArms.com, and uh, this is uh, a really good website. You really you should follow it. They have a VIP membership to read just some of the articles, but for the most part, it's free. 
if you just want to go to the free portion of the website. But I was reading this article about so-called gun-free zones that they have uh, in St. Louis, Missouri. And Missouri isn't horrible on gun rights. I wouldn't put them up with Indiana. But not bad. But they do have some quote-unquote gun-free zones that we certainly don't have here in Indiana. And that includes on public transit, including their public bus system. And here in Indiana, uh, there's no such law. There's no such restriction. In fact, if a local government wanted to impose such a restriction, if the city of Indianapolis, for instance, wanted to say, well, you can't have a gun on Indigo or whatever, any other form of local transit, then that would be illegal because local governments can't regulate firearms under the Preemption Act. We've talked a lot about how some of the liberal Democrats are trying to get around that with a a bill in the Indiana General Assembly. Well, would not include this. And 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 so one of the reasons, again, I I I, I always think we ought to step back every now and then and really give thanks and give acknowledgement to the fact that a lot of states, even some generally conservative states, some generally pro-2A states, and this includes, this includes states that, you know, people always say, oh, well, really pro-gun states like Texas. Well, there are a lot of pro-gun states out there that have a lot of laws, a lot of restrictions on Second Amendment rights that we don't have here in Indiana. And the credit for that goes to the Indiana General Assembly. As much as we like to beat up on legislators, including right here, I, I hear a lot right here on this radio station. As much as we like to beat up on legislators on the issue of 2A rights, we've done a pretty fabulous job in the Indiana General Assembly. I say we, I've never been a legislator, but I work with them a lot. The Indiana General Assembly has done a pretty fabulous job of protecting gun rights, including just last year, passing constitutional carry. And and one of the examples of that is we don't have a law that bans, prohibits, makes illegal possession of a firearm in public transit. So what's the story and, and, and why did it hit me so hard? Well, it was a show, uh, a story just published that was talking about a person who was on a, a bus, the men, metro transit system in St. Louis. And this is a transgender person. Now, however you feel about transgenders or transgender rights or whatever, it has no no bearing on this story. Except this person obviously began being bullied on this bus. And in St. Louis, the public transit system is a, quote-unquote, gun-free zone. And here after this next break, I'll talk talk more about gun-free zones. Because and as I've explained before, and I'll go into in some detail after the break, there's really no such thing as a gun-free zone. It's a complete fallacy. It's a fiction. It's like a unicorn. It doesn't exist. And I'll explain exactly why that is. But St. Louis has declared their public transit system to be a quote-unquote gun-free zone. So law-abiding citizens are not able to have the capacity to defend themselves, at least not with a firearm. So what happened? This person is on the bus, and somebody gets on the bus, comes comes back, and sits next to them. 
The next thing they know, they're berating this person. They stand up. They begin striking them. And the the, the victim, the trans, transgender individual, identified as, as Sidney Maisie. And the person begins assaulting them and at one point pulls a gun out. Oh, no, wait. You mean criminals don't follow the rules when it's a gun-free zone? Uh, no, uh, shockingly, no, they don't. And as he continued to threaten him, her, whatever applies, I mean no disrespect from that, I just, whatever's appropriate. At one point, the quote was, and, and witnesses heard this, the quote was, nobody's going to help you here. And I read that quote, and that was just bone-chilling to me. No one's going to help you here. And, and, and in large part, and we don't know exactly what was in this idiot's mind as this person bullying some victim on the bus. We don't know exactly what was in their mind. But don't you think, in large part, the comment, no one's going to help you here, is because they knew it was a gun-free zone? They knew they could bully, assault, commit whatever violent crime they want to because no one's going to help you here. Because the government decided that law-abiding citizens shouldn't have the capacity to carry a firearm in order to defend themselves. That right there, that right there in, in my mind is a perfect microcosm for why I fight so hard to oppose gun control. Because criminals don't care. Did this, did this criminal violent criminal care that a bus was a so-called gun-free zone and say, of course they didn't. That's why they had a gun. But it gave them that much more confidence to assault an innocent victim. And not only that, but to gloat, to stand over them saying, no one's going to help you here. We're at the quarter hour. I'm going to talk more about so-called gun-free zones. And if you haven't heard it before, I will explain completely why there's no such thing as a gun-free zone. Literally no such thing. But I'll do all that when we come back. Right now we're taking a break. Give us your calls, 317-239-9393. We always want to take our calls from uh, our listeners throughout the show, as we always have. Uh, give us a call, 317-239-9393. In the meantime, we're taking a break. This is Guy Relford on The Gun Guy Show on 93 WYBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Second to none on the Second Amendment. This is The Gun Guy with Guy Ralford on 93 WIPC. And welcome back. I'm Guy Relford on the Gun Guy Show on 93 WIBC. So I'm talking about this assault, again, of a transgender person. And, and you know, however you feel about transgender issues, uh, nobody, I don't care who they are, uh, deserves to get assaulted on, on public transit or anywhere else. And everybody's got a basic right to exist peaceably and be left alone. 
again, that's a big reason why I'm so passionate about self-defense. And, and, and it's so chilling to me that the person assaulting this victim on a public bus in St. Louis literally looked at his victim and said, no one's coming to help you here. And see, that right there sums up why so many of us are so passionate about self-defense. I, mean, I have a good friend uh, who, uh, who, who runs a, a, a great accessory business uh, called Hiding Hilda. This is Don Hillier. And Don, Don was a stalking victim. And she decided, uh, and by the way, she was the victim of the first person convicted of, of a, at the time, the new felony stalking law that was passed in Indiana. They put this guy in, in prison for quite some time because he was not only a stalker, he was a violent stalker. But in the, in the process, she decided to buy a firearm and then decided that there weren't all that many great carry options for, for ladies who want to carry a firearm. And so she started designing purses and, and, and um, fanny packs and other ways for ladies to comfortably and securely carry a firearm. And, and that's what her business is now. Uh, again, no commercial relationship between me other than Don's a friend of mine. And she decided she was just no longer going to be a victim. That's the reason she began carrying a gun. And it's just a great example. But when the government, whether it's the St. Louis City County Council or whatever it might be, anywhere else says, well, we need to keep people safer, so we're going to create gun-free zones. And we hear that all the time right here in Indianapolis, where I'm broadcasting from. Oh, well, we're going to barricade off Broad Ripple and make it a gun-free zone. Right. That never actually happened, I think in large part because several of us threatened to sue the bastards if they tried to pass any such thing. But when the government says, well, we're going to keep people safer by creating these gun-free zones, it always comes to mind something I've been talking about for decades, and that is that there's no such thing as a gun-free zone. It literally doesn't exist. And why do I say that? Let me tell you what, what zones there are out there when it comes to firearms. I'll tell you exactly. There are places where only law-abiding citizens can have guns. What am I talking about? I'm talking about the secure area of the airport. Why? Because there's a metal detector, and there are people with guns there to enforce the fact that you can't illegally take a gun into that area, into that zone, if you want to use that term. It's not a gun-free zone because there are people there with guns to enforce the fact that you can't illegally possess a gun there. So it's not gun-free. Well, what else is a, is, a, is a place where only law-abiding people can have guns? A prison. Doesn't mean occasionally someone doesn't sneak one in, but for the most part, they have security. They have metal detectors. They have body checks. They have pat-downs. They have this whole process to make sure criminals and anyone else doesn't illegally take a gun into that zone. So that's a place where only law-abiding citizens can possess a gun. Then there are 
zones, areas, wherever, locations, where everybody can have a gun because there's no security. And, and it's, in fact, legal in that area for law-abiding citizens to possess firearms. So there's no law or rule or anything else in, in place that prevents a, a person from having a gun there. So walking down the street, downtown Indianapolis, as I did tonight on my way to come do radio, am I carrying a gun? Yes. Am I within my legal rights to do so? Yes. Will criminals also have guns on the street? Yeah, that's the point. So in that area, we've all got guns, or we all potentially can. But in the meantime, as a law-abiding citizen, I have the ability to defend myself. And then there are areas where only criminals have guns. It's not a gun-free zone. Politicians want to tell you it's a gun-free zone. It's a, com it's a complete fantasy. It's a fiction. It's like the bus in St. Louis. Public transit's a gun-free zone in St. Louis. Does that mean the criminal didn't have a gun? No, he brandished a gun. He pulled a gun out. He pointed it at his victim as he was beating his victim, pointed a gun at them, and then essentially laughed at them, taunted them by saying, no one's coming to help you. Why? Because he knew it was a gun-free zone, quote-unquote. Did, did it prevent him from having a gun there? Of course not. He didn't care. He's a criminal. You know, you see a meme or a cartoon out there every now and then where there's a couple of guys and they've got they, they, they've got stocking masks on. They've got assault weapons, quote unquote, to use a political term that left tries to use against us. But they've got their rifles or their shotguns or whatever it is. And they're on the way in to, to rob a bank and there's a sign next to the door that says, no guns allowed. And they say, damn, shoot, can't rob this bank. Can't take our guns in there. And it's a, it's a funny cartoon because it's ludicrous because, of course, by definition, no criminal's ever going to follow the damn policy of some bank or store or other business. And frankly, they don't much care about any other, quote-unquote, gun-free zone unless... There's security there and people with guns to enforce the gun-free zone. Did that exist in the public transit system in St. Louis? No. So what do you have? You have unarmed law-abiding citizens and you have armed criminals. Is it a gun-free zone? No, of course not. By definition, as proven by this example, the criminal still had a gun. He didn't care. So there's no such thing as a gun-free zone. There are some places where only law-abiding citizens can have guns. And there's a system in place to enforce that by, the way, people with guns. Places where you and I are on equal footing with the criminals because we can possess a gun. And there are places where only the criminals have guns because it's a gun-free zone. Now, I guarantee you there are people listening to my show right now who are going, well, guy, if there's no security and there's no metal detector... No x-ray machine. I don't much damn care that it's a gun-free zone. I'm carrying my gun. I get you. I fully understand that. And the businesses that put up the, the no guns allowed signs, I tend to take those as a challenge. 
because I'll typically carry there all I damn want to, in large part, because in Indiana, it's not a violation of the law. I'm not committing a crime if I just violate some store, some business's policy that says I'm not to carry a gun there. Just like the hero of the Greenwood Park Mall, who saved countless lives, violated the Greenwood Park Mall policy of no weapons allowed. He wasn't breaking the law. He was completely within his legal rights. And in fact, because he chose to violate the Greenwood Park Mall's policy, saved countless, countless lives. Killed a guy with a rifle who still had 100 rounds of ammunition on him, who just killed three innocent people. But, but, but the example we're talking about here in St. Louis is it's really something to think about. It's something to think about for us as private citizens. It's something for politicians to think about. Because, quote-unquote, gun-free zones that are not backed up by people with guns and security measures are just a recipe for allowing criminals to do whatever it is the criminals want to do with no resistance. And that's why this particular criminal was able to taunt his victim and look down at her and say, no one's coming to help you. And what I started to say about my friend Don Hillier, who runs Hiding Hilda, great accessories company, is at one point she was producing bracelets. And she gave me one of these just because she's my friend. She gave me one of these and it said, be your own hero. And that that hit me hard because that, at the end of the day, is what the Second Amendment's all about. It's about being your own hero. And when the government tries to step in the middle and say you're not allowed to be your own hero and you, in fact, should be a helpless victim to whatever criminal chooses to assault you, is where the rest of us have to, have to stand up and fight against that kind of regulation. That's a big part of why we exist here at the Gun Guy Show. 